I've been adding people like practically daily. It's weird. It's all of a sudden got a, like a huge jump. That's what it seems Twitter. like. You know, you get you get people like you know Will Wheaton and Neil Gaiman and uh, what's her name Felicia Day, and then from there you get you know everyone else that's cool in the universe. But I think the one that's making it more prevalent is people like uh, MC Hammer and stuff. Where it's like normal media people, because Will Wheaton's been on there since the beginning and stuff. He was on there before me, obviously, and I was like, I think I signed up two years ago or something. Oh, seriously? Yeah. Wow. I think I did sign up for it previously, but I couldn't tell you. I, I never used it a single time. I don't think. Um, and then I saw. So then I just created this other one just a couple months ago. Yeah, I love it. I think it's pretty cool. So who's your favorite? Can't decide. You wanting it facts? Alright. I go by Dune, but my real name's Zach. I'm six feet tall and a little bit fat. I work a bullshit job and get paid to rap. We got two toilets, but I piss in the back. I don't watch porn despite our connections. Indie artsy girls give me a raging erection. I like Elliot Smith, Robert Smith, and the Smiths. I drink like a whale, way past the fish. I like comic books, especially Avengers. I like football as much as I like my nuts in the blender. I'm ready to battle any Counter-Strike contender, and I love cartoons with Deathclock and Bender. I eat California burritos because they're fucking delicious. I watch horror movies because they're brutal and vicious. So who's your favorite? You know who your pick is. Hit up my MySpace and comment on my pictures. Yeah, comment on my pictures. Put me up in your top eight. Post a bulletin being on like, Joe Martyrus is in my top eight. It's so special to me. No, it's not special to me. What do I care? You're just... I'll probably check out your page, but that's just because uh-huh. I'll be online anyway. Uh-huh. It's not like, what? Uh-huh. All right, let's make uh-huh. out. Uh-huh. At Comics Online listeners, you're listening to the Comics Online Podcast, Season 9, Episode 6, Doing Some Comics and Watchmen, recorded March 12, 2009. Tiny URL nothing, it's http colon slash slash comicsonline.com hash podcast hash comics hash watchmen. This episode, Kevin is joined by Dune Murderous and Kendrick, but Kendrick passes out a few minutes into the podcast, proving that podcasting are hard. Kevin and Dune talk about comics and describe the evolution of the modern Marvel Universe by outlining the current set of nested event series from Avengers disassembled in 2004 through the present Dark Reign crossover. Whether you're new to comics, or just behind, if you want to get caught up on the Marvel U, you should listen to this episode. After they each grab a Guinness, Kevin and Dune then talk about the Watchmen movie. Yes we're late to the party. Suck it, at Brian M. Bendis. Additional music by the Defamation League. I'll add the soundtrack, Ollie will bring the week. Oh, oh, which one do you choose? I said, dude's gonna drink up all your booze. How do you feel? Still nice and high? Shall we continue? And he cried with a loud voice, as when a lion roareth. And when he cried, seven thunders. Converting earthy language into thrust. 
As you kneel before our Zawa, Legend of Zelda's turned to dust. Podcasting from the future like your time was dead and gone. And we rock the best site like ComicsOnline.com. Level 12 cybernetics, vibranium power acts. You communicate with snail mail while we wireless adapt. We are more than easy eyes. We descend to blow your spot. You're a copy of better tech like your name was GoBots. You hoping for iTunes, but little noob, you in the danger zone. We're all the best leaders like Sepinter on his throne. Written by Stan the Man, don't you ever try to serve thee. New guys of this book like we were drawn by Jack Kirby. Hunger like Sinistar, consumer culture, then Galactus. Final Fantasy domination with our super geeky tactics. From the days of Marconi to buffing loud and best in city. You can hear us on every radio, Soviet and Vice City. From leaping tall builders to going off like gamma bombs. Switch your internet browser to comicsonline.com. Hello again and welcome to Comics Online Podcast Season 9, Episode 6. I'm Kevin Goswan, and this time I'm joined by Dune Murderous. Hey. And once again, Kendrick. What's up? And uh, I guess we, we may have Nomad popping in later. Um, yeah, you may randomly jump on. Right. Uh, no Chelsea this week. I think she's, she's going off on a vacation to Hawaii tomorrow, so uh, maybe we'll get to hear about that another time. Um, so this week as a, uh, you know, being as though we've been talking about, uh, TV and, and movies so much lately, I thought we might actually get back to comics because I, (laughs) I, I I hear the, that, you know, the comics has something to do with this website. It's, it's which website? Yeah. Comics online. Have you heard of that one? Comics Ah, online. All right. All right. Yeah. You know, it, it seems like it's called DVD reviews online, but. You know, supposedly it's called Comics Online. Who knew? Paramount brings you <laughs> right. right DVDs online. Right. Yeah. P- pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Well, or, or all the all the big studios and a bunch of small studios. It's uh, it's been crazy over the past like two years. It's just been more and more and more. And farther and farther from comics. And farther and farther from com- from comics, which sucks. But you know what? It's lately, I. I don't know, and I guess it's kind of a progressive thing. Maybe it's not just lately, but but I've I've noticed more and more that I I just kind of have a growing uh, disdain for for comics and their creators, which sucks because I I love comics. I mean, if you look at if you just look in my my office here, I've got you know what is it seven seven by six? What's that? Forty two? I've got forty two long yep. boxes. Um. And then a bunch of other, I have a ton of short boxes uh, filled with comics, and I've still got, and I'm overflowing beyond that. Are you keeping up with anything right now at all? Like in any of the universes? Oh, yeah, absolutely. In fact, um, <clears throat> are you keeping up with dark everything now? Uh, I'm, I'm reading think... like Dark Rain and Dark Avengers and Dark Power Pack and Dark <laughs> Dazzler and Dark Deadpool. Right. And, and <laughs> dark <laughs> New Warriors. Right. Well, you know, and I didn't want to. I didn't intend to because I, you know, I was thinking, all right, you know what? I'm just going to I'm going to take a stand and I'm going to not buy into this dark bullshit that uh that all the Marvel comics have have come into cuz you know, for for those who who haven't been following um Marvel lately. Me. Yeah, Kendra Crazes his hand. Um, and, and some of our, some of our regular listeners, uh, who are more into the TV, and by the way, we will get into the TV and movie stuff later, um, uh, especially Watchmen, um, so, uh, and by the way, uh, spoilers, all the time spoilers, this is Comics Online Podcast, it's all the time spoilers, so just know that. Um, 
but you know, I I've just been more and more bitter and thinking, you know, why do I do this? What you know, do you know the you're so, talking about all the crossovers and stuff? All of the crossovers. Here's I, the thing. Tell me. That there's no individual issues anymore is the bad <laughs> thing. Every single like individual comic that's going on has to be involved in the crossover. It didn't used to be like that so much. And that's the problem. That It's not like you can read a story that doesn't involve Norman Osborn right now. Which and is that, ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. There's no, there's no solo stories. It's just... Everything's a giant dark rain this and dark rain that. And I think the problem which threw you off is that like Secret Invasion sounded like an awesome idea, but it was just executed poorly. It was just like the main Secret Invasion series was it was boring. We already went over this in the last thing, but how it was just a giant splash page. And then but I think that Dark Rain has the chance to bring it back because Civil War was obviously the best universe-wide thing in so long because it was semi-political and semi-mirroring real events and just good and brought out emotions and killed off Captain and showed people who they really were and stuff. And it was actually like developing story instead of just let's see what predicament we're going to throw people in. Oh, here's scrolls. Oh, Wasp is going to die. You know? Which seems so random. It's like, what? Why why would you do that? Yeah, there's no reason to kill Wasp because no one is emotionally attached to Wasp. Like... (laughs) Like you read all the old Avengers and stuff and gone through the entire like growth of her as a character and then she dies and you're like, huh, there's no emotional investment. It's not like when you're reading like the Ed Brubaker, like Captain America and you're like, holy shit, he's actually dead. You know, (laughs) it was just like, oh, Wasp died. But, but I think the dark rain has the ability to bring that back because like, ah, what was that reading? I was reading, uh. Uh, what is it? Nick Fury's Secret Warriors, right? Yeah. And they're talking about Dark Reign and how it's how it's all the good guys are bad guys now and all the bad guys are worse, you know? And Hydra, like, was running S.H.I.E.L.D. That's why everything got fucked up and, like, all sorts of stuff. But it goes back into, like, the actual political stuff mm-hmm. as opposed to just, like, and here's an alien invasion, making it, like, a shitty action movie. And that's why I'm excited for Dark Reign. Right. You know, and I, I, I think it was it's a bad premise, but I think there are some good stories that can be told from it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and 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 also like, did, were you reading Thunderbolts? Yeah, yeah. I bet. Well, you know, I Damn got it. I got um I got on Thunderbolts um shortly before it was first before it changed over from the original team to the the Osborne team, and then when the Osborne team came on, I was going to quit. But then it was Warren Ellis, and it was really good. Um, and, you know, the, the the scripting in it, I mean, that guy can script the hell out of a book. Um, yeah, yeah. When he's not acting insane. Um, and the scripting in it Eccentric. was... Eccentric. Yeah, right. Whatever. Tomato, tomato. So um, <laughs> It's insane when you're sober. Right, right. Yeah, it's so, a difference. Yeah. And then, um, uh, you know, and then, and then there was what, who, Mike uh, Diodato doing the art which is awesome art and that's that's when he turned norman osborne into uh, oh god what's the actor help me out here uh willem dafoe no no see that's, that, the that's thing. who played in the movie but it's not what he looks like now no no he's he's um uh tommy lee jones is he yeah if you look at the mike uh mike diodato uh dark rain he ch- i just saw a dozen different you know, or not versions Rain, of it, but never noticed it. 
Yeah, Thunderbolts. The last week. This oh, okay. was this was about I don't know a year ago, maybe a little longer. Um, uh, when when Warren Ellis first started on Thunderbolts, and you know, I, I for some reason I thought it was going to continue on with that team for a while, but it seemed like it was only like four to six issues at the most, and then all of a sudden, oh, it's it's not them, it's some other guys, but they continued on with with their plot arc. <clears throat> And so, uh, but yeah, so so that was you know you could give uh, Norman Osborn a, a a voice of a real world world person, and I thought it really added to things. Huh. I never read any Thunderbolts going into it, so it's just kind of like I knew they existed, but didn't read any. So I was like, why the fuck does anyone even care about Norman Osborn right now? You know? Yeah. Yeah. And then I was like, hey, he killed the Squirrel Queen, and then the shit hit the fan, Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> That the did. fan and the shit have collided. <laughs> well, so, you know, to break it down for not comics readers, um, in, I want to say, somewhere in the realm of the early 2000s, um, just to be vague, um, <clears throat> we had, uh, Marvel was coming out of a very crappy time period, which was the mid-90s, and it took a while to come out of this period. They, um, when everything they needed to transfer over from extreme to good writing, <laughs> right, right, things exactly things were coming from you know extreme art, all this crazy stuff, and it was all about the art and the the stories were he- were just horrible, and and really in reality the the art was pretty horrible as well, but but people for some reason bought into that it was good for some yeah, but yeah. it's horrible now, yeah. like 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 the music <laughs> and stuff and everything, but at the time it was awesome. It's just like, look how kick ass this is! <coughs> look at all these hash marks; they're crazy. Oh my god, the shadow was awesome. Yeah, all right, sorry. Go yeah, ahead. so well, and, you know, and this is before all the modern day comic coloring came into play. But you know, this is when you know inkers had to do all the all the texture, whereas today it's the colorists that are doing all the texture. Yeah. Um. Anyway, and so, quicker. And quicker, right? And and so um. Uh, so right about this time, uh, the the first in the current nested arcs began, and that was Avengers Disassembled. So we have uh, the Avengers, which uh, just just so you know, the basic Avengers are uh, Iron Man, Captain America, uh, also also Hulk, uh, sometimes Thor, um, uh, him, yeah, the yeah Ant Man. You know, who, giant man, and, and, Goliath, right? All the same guy. All the incarnations of Hank Pym, Yellow Jacket. All the all the incarnations of Doctor Pym, um, his wife uh, Janet, who who was the Wasp, who was recently killed, um, also with shrinking powers and and enlarging powers, and then uh, Scarlet Witch, uh, uh, who was an X Man for for some period, and also an Avenger, and her brother. Quicksilver, and then who else? Hawkeye, um, Vision. Vision wasn't there for a while. Yeah, yeah, Vision. Um, the the but other. But that way, we 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 can go on to name every Avenger. The other Ant Man. Well, yeah, yeah, but, but okay, just so here's here's your your basic collection. Your I know, but your core of the group is going to like thirty people. Well, yeah, <laughs> oh, right, yeah, right. yeah. Anyway, so so here's your here's your core. But so anyway, so uh, Bendis, who 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 gained fame from. Um, uh, really from Ultimate Spider-Man, um, and then also Daredevil and Alias. Um, Who's now essentially running the Marvel Universe single-handedly. Pretty much, pretty much. You know, he's, uh, yeah, taken over. 
And I don't like all the universe-wide stuff, but I do like Bendis. But keep going, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um, so then, so so we started this this huge nested um, uh, event after event with with Avengers Disassembled. And Avengers Disassembled, uh, Scarlet Witch uh, went and uh, she's she's got huge reality-altering powers, and and she went and said, uh, well, she went and, and started changing reality. She went and killed people and made. Uh, uh, fake alien, a fake alien invasion come, and then all of a sudden she said uh, she she changed the world. She she basically you know wished uh, mutants into being, which of, of which she is one. She w- she wished all the mutants were in power and all the uh, you know the human humans could you know get a get a taste of uh, being the being undone, the minority being the minority. <clears throat> And so that that began the the next arc, which was House of M, uh, M being M for Magneto, who is her father. Um, you know, as uh, you know, wait on a side note, really quick. I love that you and Nomad, because you're from the old school uh-huh. and always read the name before, oh, always <laughs> call Magneto. <laughs> I know. And then I grew up with the cartoon, so it's yeah. Magneto it's to me. Magneto. But I just like that you guys both read it in in the traditional old style comic fashion, where it's just his name's Magnet with an O on the end. Right. I get it, it's called. It's but Magneto. for me, it's like oh, Magneto. Oh, that sounds so distinguished. He's but so it's Neo. so just the same old '60s bullshit of uh, Magneto. All right, it's good enough for me. <laughs> hey, yeah, he wasn't he created early '60s anyway. Yeah. Oh, wh- who's his partner? Sordo. <laughs> yeah. Well, he was until Sordo got. Uh, oh wait, flayed. sorry, it was the swordsman. Sorry, I apologize. <laughs> he was he was Flado. Um, yes, yes. So anyway, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm easily derailed. House so, of M. Then House then we M. got it, we so, got the new Avengers joining back up after House of M. Right. All right. So, you know, sorry, we got a little bit more space between. Keep going. Right. Right. So so House of M. Uh, the uh, was a uh, what four to six months maybe. Yeah, approximately four to six months of uh, of comics uh, happening in this alternate reality that the Scarlet Witch had created, um, where uh, Magneto was was basically king of the world. Like literally, he was in power over all, and all all, all, all mutants enjoyed uh, wonderful lives, and you know they had all the power in the world, and all the humans were the cattle. Yeah, <clears throat> a little role reversal, and then uh, some people realized uh some people like uh wolverine and uh layla miller or uh, wolverine helped people you know wolverine is always the uh the person who who finds out the dirt on what's really going on um you know and says he talks like this and and he saves the universe uh just read any uh uh what if you know something smells fishy around here and then he he finds it out then then once again fan and shit right Right, you know, okay. and so either Wolverine saves the universe or the universe is destroyed. So, anyway, so uh, with the help of Layla Miller, who is a, a maybe mutant who knows stuff, um, they go and and let everybody else in on the uh, the the trick, and and everybody realizes, oh, this is not the way the world is supposed to be, um, and so then. Uh, they get to Scarlet Witch, and she says, "No more mutants." And uh, for as powerful as she is, she really screwed it up because there's there's still plenty of mutants. Uh, they said, uh, the, "No uh, more mutants that don't really matter for major stories." Right, right. Yeah. So that's what she meant, but you know, 
they they cut it off. That was that no was... more created in the '90s mutants that don't matter. Right. <laughs> Sorry. Keep going. So, so anyway, and then a few other ones that that you know just for effect, and so so she demutantified a bunch of people, um, including you know actual mutants that everybody knows, like the Blob. Wait, not everybody knows him, but any comic reader does, and uh, and Jubilee. And, um, uh, so anyway, uh, a lot of these, there was the earth, the Marvel earth had been, uh, rather thick with mutants over the past 10, 20 years. And so now there were only 198 or so mutants left. And then from there they went, where'd they go next, Dune? From House of M, they, House of M was right before all the, uh, the prison break on the raft. Right, prison break on the raft. So then, so then they came back, and uh, there was new Avengers, and that was uh, just everybody's, all the fanboys' wet dream of what the Avengers should have been from the from the early '90s. You got it was Marvel's greatest hits. It really was. You got Wolverine and Spider Man plus regular Avengers. Yeah, and and Luke Cage because he was suddenly hot because of his Max series, no doubt. Richard Corbin. I just thought they wanted to put a black one in due to affirmative action right now. No? Or, 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 you know, or he's token. Okay, um, good. Yeah. <laughs> I, I couldn't tell you. But anyway, he's, he's been enjoying some, uh, some fan lately, so rock on with his character. I think it's kind of fading away, though. Really? Yeah, I, think, I, I think they've been writing him shitty, but... Because Iron Fist has taken over for his buddy. Iron Fist is a little more prevalent now. That's true. It's true, you know, and and that's uh, that's all thanks to uh, that the the latest Iron Fist uh, comic that's been really good. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyhow, and then after that, we went into what Civil War. After that, yeah, it slowly built built up to Civil War and the uh, Stamford, Connecticut incident with the uh, New Warriors. Yeah, so the New Warriors were were fighting, were were chasing after some uh, New Warriors are like a teen group, and they're they're chasing after some uh, some. Uh, super villains and one of the super villains is called nitro and his power is to blow himself up with uh with a huge uh explosion and so he uh they were they were near a um uh elementary school an elementary school and uh, while being filmed for a reality tv series that's topical right and so yeah so it's all on uh so it's all on film all on some live feed or something and uh and nitro blows himself up and the school and the shit hits the fan and the shit hits the fan, and sadly Wolverine wasn't there to save that universe. No, no, no. Um, and from there, uh, then the you got the uh, the the superpower super hero registration act registration act, and that was uh, championed by by Iron Man, who said, "No, no, this is this is important. Then we can you know control everybody, and then we won't get shut down." The universe is divided. And the universe is divided. And and Reed Reed Richards said, and the, and and this seemed to be important. Reed Reed Richards said he had done the math, and that if they didn't do that, it would be far worse. Which, uh, you know, whatever plot device. But I uh, like when that Reed Richards is such a good mathematician that he punches things in the calculator and sees the future. Right. I I wish I was that good of a mathematician. I feel like I should have studied a lot harder in college. Right, and then we would be like that guy on numbers. Didn't ever see numbers. Oh, yeah, that's what he does. He does maths into the future. Just about. 
It's it's huh. it's a little beyond reality, but you know they've got some some ideas in there, based in reality. Anyway, so then after uh, at the end of of Civil War, uh, Captain America decides, you know, I could just beat the shit out of Iron Man and be right, or I could turn myself in and be righter. And uh, but this is a key part of Cap. I like I just put my finger up. To make a giant point, like in a city council meeting, right. and just look so stupid sitting here with my headphones on, holding a mic. But <laughs> this is where Captain America stands out, and you start to like him because everyone knows he's Steve Rogers, right. but he stands up on the side against the act because that's not what it's about. He's not going to follow the laws; he's going to follow the spirit of the laws. Benjamin right. Franklin, Captain Steve Rogers, America, Bucky. Right, right, and so. Um... Uh, you know, it was really disappointing that he decided, okay, well, you know, I'm going to, instead of, you know, standing up for what's right, I'm going to stand up for what's law, and, uh, you know, even though it's not right, and I'm going to give up. And so he goes and puts himself into custody, and, you know, Iron Man and S.H.I.E.L.D., they take him into custody, and, and they're walking him to the uh, the courthouse, uh, when all of a sudden... Oh, buckle, 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 plow! Right. And He's killed by crossbones. Crossbones, and uh, he, yeah, he he gets sniped by crossbones. But the killing shot oh, wasn't even crossbones. Was it? It, was, it was Sharon Carter. It was Sharon Carter, his longtime love. How could she do that? She loved him. Right. So apparently, Sharon Carter was uh, had, had been hypnotized. Uh, yeah. By by a uh, by a guy hired with by a the beard. Reds. With a beard, I don't know who, what he, what yeah, his name was, his but name. but anyway, he was hired by the Red Skull. He was in league with the Red Skull, and so yeah. the, the Red Skull, who had been uh, previously defeated by Captain America on you know a million times, every time you know he'd been he died. You, I remember he reading he died when he was Italian, right, instead of German, right, and uh, and so you know he came back once again and was was killed once again. Um, oh no! No, this time he wasn't killed once again. He he killed Captain America and got his final uh, uh, final licks in, and uh, yeah. and then that led into what? That led into wait all this time Spider Woman, right? Right. She, she's been working. Has she been working for Hydra or has she been working for Shield? I don't know. Oh wait, she's a scroll. She's a scroll. Wait, you're forgetting about uh, about uh, Planet Hulk and World War Hulk. I didn't read those. Okay. Yeah, so they shot off... So I don't read Hulk because it's always like, oh, a guy got mad. So the Illuminati, uh, so they, they did a, a retrofit of some uh, some adventures, including, uh, uh, what is it, Reed Richards, uh, Iron Man, uh, Doctor Strange, Black Bolt, and somebody else, it seems. and Oh, and Professor X. And they... Um, uh, they all went on some various adventures, including being kidnapped by Skrulls um, in some time, which seemed to be kind of 80s-ish. Uh, and then uh, eventually, they after the, the Hulk had been, uh, you know, destroying things quite a bit of late in his own book, they decide, you know what, we're going to get rid of the Hulk. And so they, they trick the Hulk into... Uh, which isn't hard. Right, they 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 trick the whole. He's deaf. Yeah, <laughs> right. He just sits alone at a booth every year. Every year, and he looks bit. And if you try to take his picture, he'll turn away. So you wait, did I tell you? Wait, 
really quick another side story of uh my my girlfriend's aunt okay. uh dated Lou Ferrigno. You told me That's that. All. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we so we talked to him at con and they were like, "Yeah, you remember her?" And he's like, "I don't oh, I do remember." Oh man. It was, it was ridiculous and sad. Just I, talking to him sad though. It wasn't sad cuz of the story. <laughs> So anyway, so uh, so they so they trick him onto this. Uh, they 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 say Shield tells him, "Hey, uh, you have to go on this mission for us because you're the only one tough enough to withstand the radiation on this uh, space station, this orbiting space station." And so he goes up to, on this orbiting space station, and then all of a sudden he realizes uh, that it that it, he's on a rocket ship and it's taking off from this space station, and uh, he's he's being shot into a, a distant world. And he ends up on this world, and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, he goes through some wor- wormhole. He 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 ends up on the wrong world uh, because he's diverted by this wormhole. Uh, so he ends up way farther away. He ends up uh, depowered by the wormhole, so he's not quite as hulky as he he ought to be, not quite as invulnerable. And he gets thrown into a uh, uh, an arena and uh and made to fight and he slowly gets stronger and stronger and back to the hulk that we all know and and fear wait he actually just appears in the arena randomly no 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 he he just oh. no he's captured by the local soldiers you know he's thinking ah i'm going to smash you know, just a bunch of assholes with pole arms right yeah and so and he's like he he thinks he can just regulate like normal but his his strength and invulnerability aren't up to snuff and so he gets shackled and you know made to fight in the arena all right which and it was actually a really good. If you can pick up the the hardcover, it's uh it's a good deal. Um, I will pick up the torrent. Oh, that's even cheaper. Uh, yeah. However, at comics ever comics online does not encourage such behavior. Right. And, and oh, and by the way, Marvel's is cop or uh, cracking down right now on all the scanners. Really. And all the sites that support them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well. Yeah. Good riddance to bad. DCPs. Right, right. All right, keep going. Hulk. Um, yeah. So anyway, um, yeah. So 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 Hulk. Uh, just so the the main point of it, he the uh, he he goes and takes over this this world. Um, he becomes king of this world, and he gets his queen, and the, his queen is pregnant, and then all of a sudden, Scar. Scar. Uh, He's bringing the nineties back, by the way. But keep going. Yeah, just about. Um. He he goes and uh, he the, his minions uh, tell him that his uh, his spaceship is beeping, and so he goes and checks it out, and it's going uh, the uh, the warp core or whatever is uh, is about to lose its nuts, and uh, it explodes and destroys the whole. Are you saying there's a warp core breach? There's a warp core breach. You know what that is? Yeah, the the drink that they have at the Star Trek bar. That comes in a fishbowl with dry ice in it. Nice. I think I've had that. I think. Yeah, I, I, everyone gets it there because it's a giant fishbowl full of dry ice. Right. Right. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think I have had that. You know, a friend of mine got this dry ice drink uh, up up the way from there at the uh, at the Rio, and mm-hmm. uh, and and scarred his lungs from it, and and got some huge settlement. But anyway, um, the important- by the way, these asides, including this one, are awesome. <laughs> this is how all stories should be told. Like I like comic books to have like a little like Snopes fact in it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Just a little trivia to go, oh, that's interesting. Keep yeah, going. Yeah, this guy Jim I used to work for. Anyway. Um, not for, but with <clears throat> um 
Anyway, so uh, where the hell was? Oh yeah, so so anyway, so the warp core breach it explodes and destroys you know his wife and kills everybody there um, who wasn't hiding behind the Hulk or something like that. Um, <laughs> it's similar similar to uh, to uh, the 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 no more mutants. It's uh, no more people on Sekar except for those standing immediately behind Hulk who were the key people that he wanted to take back to Earth with him. Oh yeah, but 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 when he gets back to Earth with all the people that are ready to fight and his servants, you know, right. except for his wife died. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he's mad. He's you mad. killed the one thing he loves in the galaxy. Right, and, and he's Hulk, not going to take that. And Hulk is the strongest one there is, and so so, so what? What's about to hit the fan? The shit. Yeah. The shit was going to hit the fan, and so so Hulk comes back to. Uh, uh, to, to Earth saying, you know, hey, Reed Richards, hey, uh, Tony Stark, hey, everybody, you are going to get it. So you better just lie down and take it. Otherwise, I'm going to whip the shit out of your whole city. And naturally, it's uh, speaking, New York. Yeah. Wait, which brings another aside up of of this was the fight that had trauma from the initiative in it, right? Uh-huh. When we thought trauma was going to be totally badass and then he became like the shrink there. Mm-hmm. But remember how like trauma? I love trauma. He looked like a roadie for My Chemical Romance, right? <laughs> but his power was just turning into and having all the powers of whatever you're most afraid of, right? So like he like turns into like Thor and shit in that fight, which is just good times. That was a great character that they just ruined because he was too strong. Well, I mean, he's still around though. I mean, they didn't kill him. He's off. still around. Yeah, yeah. He was just fighting the. <laughs> speaking of Thor, he was just fighting the uh, Ragnarok, the android version of Thor. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Comics are terrible. I read that. <laughs> yeah, that that the Ragnarok version of Thor was terrible. I so, do like that's the first book with the new writer on initiative too. And it's like, oh wow, this is this has gotten a lot worse. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so... Right, back to New York. Yeah, yeah, so back to New York, and then, and, and, uh, so, World War Hulk, uh, while, while Planet Hulk was excellent, World War Hulk was a complete letdown, because in the end, it, he just turns back into Banner, and Banner's like, take me into custody, and you're like, what? It's a civil war ending all over again, yet another letdown, and then, but, oh, but don't worry, we're gonna lead that directly into, uh, what, Secret Invasion was right after that? yeah. So then it was Secret Invasion, and the Skrulls invaded. And they were they, the reason they invaded was because the uh, the other guys, the the Illuminati, had uh, had invaded them uh, some years back. And uh, but but when they invaded, they were captured, and their DNA was taken, and so then they they were duplicated, um, and some of them never oh. made it back. Back then, that we we've we've thought that they made it back, but really it was Skrulls all along. Yeah, it was. It was, and so there were all sorts of scrolls, and they could have undone uh, many, a great many uh, horrific things that that Marvel has screwed up in the past few years, including uh, one more day, brand new day. Uh, but they failed to do so. Uh, but the, no, the- no, no, they didn't fail to do so. They were gonna do it, and then every fan was like, "Wow, what a cop out." They're totally trying to make up for their mistakes. I think that they're gonna do a bunch more shit with Secret Invasion. Like, I seriously think that they would have brought Captain America back and shit. Dude, if they'd have brought Captain America back and and undone Brand New Day and uh and undone the Cat Beast, 
I would have been just beside myself with glee. No, you wouldn't have because there's no progression. You're just reading fucking Secret Wars over and over. The universe needs to move on, and Bucky uh, Captain America is awesome. You know what? I I do like Bucky Captain America, but really I like the original Captain America and felt that there was no need to kill him off. You know what? Captain America seems awesome until you try to work that Captain America. My girlfriend just randomly got me the gift of the Transformer Captain America that turns into a Hummer. What? Yeah, it's a a Transformer Captain America that turns into a Hummer, and uh, I was like in the middle of... Like, I was born too late for Transformers, so I didn't actually have the toys. Uh-huh. Uh, I didn't know there was 28 fucking steps to turn it from one thing to the next. Oh, yeah. I felt I felt like such an idiot when I was like, yeah, I'm going to turn it into Captain America because it's a truck right now. And then I spent the next 45 minutes thinking I was breaking chunks of plastic. <laughs> and this was my day. Yeah. All right. So, All right, uh, keep going. Yeah, yeah. So, so then after that, uh, we we got we got to uh, after after at the end of Secret Invasion, Norman Osborn, uh, who is a uh, murderer who who's been a murderer since the '60s, um, and uh, has recently been found out as such, but uh, for some reason got let out of jail and placed in charge of the Thunderbolts, which is a supervillain rehabilitation sort of uh, situation. That's and, the only reason I commit crimes. Right, so you can eventually join the Thunderbolts? No, no, run the Thunderbolts. Oh, right, right, yeah, naturally. Um, and then be, you know, have my own organization, Hammer. Right, so then uh, so then at the very end, um, when when really Secret Invasion was over, um, the, the, the Skrull Queen, who had been posing as Spider-Woman previously, uh, was standing there, and, and she was, they were just about to take her into custody. You know, she was, she had no hope of, of getting away or, or anything. Uh, Norman Osborn shows up with his huge sniper rifle. Did you hear how he got the technology to learn how to kill the Scroll Queen? I uh, don't remember why. Deadpool stole it. That's why he's trying to kill Deadpool right now. Oh, really? I yeah. Should, I should read Deadpool. Deadpool was stealing it for Nick Fury, but then he intercepted it. And you should read Cable and Deadpool because it's way better than the solo Deadpool is on right now. Uh, Cable and Deadpool was a great title that everyone tried to hate on. I, I I read a few of them, but that's all I can say about that. <laughs> um, all right. Yeah. So, so you're effectively hating on it. No, not really. Oh, well, I mean, I'm exa- effectively not supporting it, but that's about as far as I can go on that. Um, I'm standing right next to a Deadpool action figure. He's posed. <laughs> He's kicking. He's about uh, to kick Hiro Nakamura in the head. Uh, you have a Hiro Nakamura action figure. Yeah, it's in package. My girlfriend got it for me. I love Hiro. Yatta. I, I like first season hero just because he just yells yata all the time. Yeah, yep, yeah, he's kind of sucked this season. But anyway, um, so we've got uh, from there. Where do we go? Um, from there, we go to okay. Everyone's blaming the entire secret invasion on security failures from Tony Stark, right? Right. So Tony Stark no longer in the Avengers. Avengers shut down, disassembled again, right? Right. And then and then Shield shut down. No more Shield. Nick Fury, agent of nothing. So sad. So, so then Norman Osborn starts his own shield with members of Hydra and stuff, right? That's that's the uh, hammer. Hammer. It's hammer, tough. Hammer. I, I don't know if it stands for anything. Ham- well, I don't know. It's Heroes not- armored, resting rigorously against. Wait. <laughs> 
<laughs> all right cool don't know the alphabet anyway so then he's doing that but as soon as he gets all the power he starts meeting up with all these bad people like he's hanging out with dr doom and stuff right. no one hangs out with dr doom he smells so I there was wondered. no no there was a book recently that was talking about how bad he smells but i forget what it was nice. anyway so so that's going on right now. Nick Fury has a new group of people. The Dark Avengers are there. Dark Avengers was awesome, the first issue. Yeah. Well, you know what? I, I just like the... I, I don't like the situation, but if, but if that's the situation... But I, it's I, fun. I applaud the concept. Where yeah, yeah. It's, it's, so, it's so wrong that you're just like, oh, I've got to watch this train wreck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they got... So essentially, Dark Avengers is just... A bunch of people that are kind of similar to heroes, but they're villains dressed up as villains, and then Sentry and Ares. Right. Yeah. Oh, uh, then then to make a symbol for people to stand behind, Norman Osborn got his own suit, which is a painted Iron Man suit. So he's now a uh, Iron Patriot, which is just great because yeah. it's so ridiculous. Just completely and, over the top. Yeah. So he's the Iron Patriot. He's the leader of the group. He's essentially Iron Man painted like Captain America, which makes the result of all the gay fan fiction I've been writing for years of Iron Man having sex with Captain America and getting each other knocked up. <laughs> Finally, I get to see my vision. And it's not just me drawing it in paint. Right. So, uh, yes. And then that's, so that's where we are today. Wait, this is actually, honestly, this is the most informative podcast ever. Because you could seriously display this for someone and be like, now you're involved in the Marvel Universe. You know everything that's going on. <clears throat> like, I wish that, like, when I randomly jumped onto comics, like, in full on sort of reading, you know, what came out every week, that someone gave me something like this. Seriously? Yeah. Okay, well, so there you go. So that's what's going on in the Marvel Universe. There's, there's other peripheral things, you know. There's, there's, but there's but some, now there's is the stuff. most... Now is the most important time ever to have some sort of history of what's been going on for the last couple of months, you know? Right, and that's not the not last couple of months. That's, you know, that's, that's five, six, the seven, last eight decade. years. Yeah. Wow, I'm getting old, dude. I'm telling you. So, uh, yeah, so that was, um, that's, that's the, the, the brief history of, of Marvel event books. Um, I recently on Twitter, by the way, I, I uh, Bendis had said something, uh, he he had said something about oh shit I wish I could remember, um, uh, like I I can't I can't believe people who still da 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 whatever it was and I was like are they any less believable to than those who uh, who still enjoy blah, blah, blah. Who, who still enjoy event books or something like that or and uh, I think he didn't like that because he said something shortly after that about. Uh, fanboy or people who hate him shouldn't uh shouldn't subscribe to his twitter wait when you resp- respond to someone that's not following you how do they get it oh, they they yeah they they automatically get it in their feed really if you just respond to a random person's not following you yeah so if i'm like at will wheaton i'll suck your dick he'll get it oh yeah all right kelly we hand me my phone <laughs> 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 I I think so because I've had people at me, but it has to st- it has to start out the um, uh the the tweet you have yeah. to say at you know at their their username. If it does if it's embedded in the middle of it, they have to subscribe in order to see it. I like that because of the internet, fame is such a personal thing. Like someone that's famous to me isn't famous to my friends, you know. 
Right. And and you getting responses from the panelologists. I'm just like, oh my god. Oh, oh, get this. Right. So. And is it Matt or John on there? Really quick. It's John. Okay, uh, keep on. Um. So John is going to guest on our podcast. I just came. <laughs> I don't, now I have to make another tweet. Will Wheaton, your services are no. <laughs> <laughs> So so get this so uh so Matt and John are the panelologists quiet panelologists at work and uh they uh, uh I subscribe to their their uh forum topics that you know they they emails me when they've got a new forum topic and it came up saying something about uh John had some um uh comics for sale and if anybody had uh the damned um whatever whatever the the miniseries was number three um you know to let him know and i was like well i live in the same town as both of the creators i could get it for you and he's like oh i love you blah 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 you know and i was like all right hey, cool you know i'll hook you up dude um and so uh so i went to the uh i went to the writer's work um which is like i don't know five miles from my house del taco yeah, so uh, yeah, so I drove down. It's because of people like me downloading comics. <laughs> yeah, so the uh, the writer of the Damned, Colin Bond, uh, yeah, lives here in uh, St. Louis area, and um, he uh, so he's like the vice president of something or other for for some fancy schmancy company, and um, so, yeah, so he's got a day job. Who knew? I thought well, he was a writer full time. Cool. Yeah, and I mean he's got a he's got a he's got books coming out and comics coming out, and so dude's dude's got it going on, um, and a really nice guy by the way. So uh, not that he'll actually listen to this, but uh, shout out to Cullen Bunn, thank you very much. Yeah. Um, and also to to Brian Hurt who uh, eventually saw my uh, requests and said, "Hey, I got one for you," and I was like, "Ah, oh, yeah, Cullen already hooked me up," uh, but Brian's really cool too. Um, <clears throat> anyhow. So, uh, so I got it for, uh, for John and, and, uh, put it in the mail and he's like, ah, great. You know, so, you know, how much can you just tell me how much I, and I'll, and I'll, uh, uh, you know, what do you call it? PayPal. Yeah. PayPal. I'll, I'll, I'll PayPal you. And I was like, okay, you know, so you owe me, uh, you know, and I put the pound symbol and just typed a huge amount of numbers this amount for, uh, you know, pain and suffering, et cetera. And, or you can guest on our podcast. He's like, all right, well, then I guess, the, I guess I'm guesting on your podcast. That is awesome. Yeah. So there you go. So I, you know, it was my, uh, I mean, it's, you know, I, I tricked him basically into, into coming on. So I, I don't know what to say. I'm just, that's just exciting to me. Yeah. I, I, I think it'll be, fun. I think that in this day and age where, Art is essentially uh, pretty much tailored to you and a lot more specific and stuff. That uh, that, it, that it's awesome. You can get like the people that are yours and actually contact them and get them to do things for you and whatnot. Not for you, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know where I'm going on this one. My point is, uh, yeah, the but, internet but, but is cool. <laughs> the, the internet is cool. You know, it brings it brings people closer to the the art forms they enjoy and the uh, the the artists that they enjoy. And it fine tunes the art forms when it gives you way more of a variety specifically to you and your taste. Right. Exactly. As opposed to just like, I like rap. Now it's like, I like rap that only talks about working in fast food. Right. <laughs> so, uh, but, you know, and, and it's, it's kind of funny that, that we'll go and, 
you know somebody like uh, the the panelologists will you know who are you know realistically at best a second tier uh, artist you know they're they're people who who comment on, yeah. on art and yet you know by doing so they're the you know like us they are they are the artists themselves I, th- I think they're a little better at it than we are or, or a little bit or or a lot um, I think I think that at this point especially Matt just doesn't care <laughs> that that's where the beauty of the art comes now he's a true artist he's a rock star he yeah. doesn't care yeah yeah do can you, you imagine the groupies they get at the pubs no doubt do you do you do you listen to their new podcast the newest one no i've been listening to actually uh the adam carolla show all the talk radio his station got shut down so he has a podcast he, he had randomly broke into podcast and didn't really understand it kept referring to it as like a new art form i'm like i've been subscribing for a couple of years to things and uh has the number one podcast on itunes had it up for like a week and a half now oh wow he said he had uh apparently the record for uh one episode download is like a four hundred thousand by ricky jarvis or jarvis really but uh yeah apparently he broke uh like five hundred and fifty thousand without trying to set a record unlike ricky that's pretty crazy podcasting's great i i really enjoy it you know i i I almost yeah i almost wish that uh i had time to listen to more i mean because you know really i listen to the 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 top three uh british comic podcasts and then i listen to kevin smith and then i listen to well us and uh us and you guys whenever you you guys make one and yeah nomad goes back to school now yeah. he doesn't have time for me i know i'm always too drunk to drive it's just a bad situation no doubt and then uh and then all i've got left you know and then beyond that i'm uh, i'm i'm actually i'm going to as another aside i'm going to italy in uh in uh what's it called august right after the, a month after comic-con after you're I going got, on two vacations in a row yeah yeah pretty much you're an asshole yeah yeah pretty <laughs> much going? and so i'm going to italy and so i've i've started downloading uh learn italian podcasts there are three different ones and so i'm i'm doing uh you know listening to those as well to try to learn Avangula, right um and so that that means uh, i would like some uh large reptile soup no, that means fuck you, moron. Oh, well. <laughs> no, my whole family is Italian. I, so I, <laughs> that's like what I heard my great-grandpa saying before. He just, just yelling all the time. That's awesome. I'm assuming this is your mother's side. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. where I got the back hair from. <laughs> from your mother. My, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. My, my great-grandpa was uh, Al Capone's tailor. For real? Yeah, all the suits you see him in. He was his personal tailor. That is rather awesome. That's something yeah, I did yeah. not know about you. Yeah. Um. Oh shit, where was I going? So anyway, so I, you know, so I listened to all these, and I, you know, I'd love to listen to more because there's a, there's a lot of great ones. I mean, there's some that I listen to occasionally. There's this, there's one where it's uh, a couple of girls, one in in America and one in Australia, and there's uh, uh, and then there's a one uh, with the 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 geek brunch one with the the two guys with great voices. Um. But they they kind of talk slow, like like we, like we would if I didn't edit the crap out of our dead air. Please note that this is the roughest cut ever. Kevin is referring to previous episodes when he had time to make thousands of cuts to remove his stutters and ums. Yeah, exactly. Which I do too. <laughs> 
Oh man, I my the last podcast I deleted. I I had. Um, By the way, this whole part's gonna get deleted because it's a personal conversation about editing stuff. Yeah, no <laughs> that's shit. just funny. Well, you know, soon soon we're doing a podcast about podcasting. In fact, that's what that that's what John is coming on for. Huh. And I'm gonna do, uh, and then I'm, and oh, and we're getting. Have you ever listened to uh, the Geek Syndicate? I think I did. I think I found it boring. Like geek, comic geek speak, I can't even listen to. It's too I fucking boring. Yeah, I can't listen to them either. Anyway, Geek Syndicate is the uh, the the thicker accented uh, of the um, of the Brits, um, and they. Um, anyway, we're gonna get an interview with them as well. Oh, awesome! Yeah. So- Wait, while while we're on stuff, we're gonna cut out just to make it easier. I'm gonna go to the bathroom and get a beer. Ah, what are you drinking? Uh, I'm drinking uh, Guinness Draft in the bottle. Huh. Small world. Yeah, well, you had mentioned it. I was like, that sounds good. I was going to get a pale ale, but... Yeah. You know, I don't I don't drink as much beer as I used to. Me either, but that's because I'm always drunk. <laughs> and I'd just be morbidly obese if I did. Yeah, well, I, I just... Um... Because I my my sleep is crappy as it is, and it's like, well, I don't, don't I really want to make myself more sleepy. Yeah, what are your hours, by the way? My I I work. Um, I have I have tonight off. I work tomorrow night. What time is night though? When you say you work at night? Um, uh, locally to me, it's ten p.m. to six a.m. Um, to you, it's it's eight p.m. to four a.m. Yeah, yeah, but I don't experience yeah. it. Right, you don't experience it. So, but anyway, yeah. So, um, <clears throat> Watchmen. Yeah. So, uh, did we have anything else going on with what we were talking about before? Uh, I think art should be free. They're going to do a podcast. Oh yeah, yeah, and John's going to guest, and so that's pretty fucking awesome. I I say. No, no, that that is incredibly awesome. Yeah. By the way, have you have you been listening to the the previous episodes? I'm all up to date except for the last one. I think the last one's 59. Right? Something like that. Oh, with them. Oh, what I didn't get to say was was their latest podcast, um, it, which is The Hat Decides. I did listen to that. That's not their latest. No, 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 no. There, it's a whole separate podcast. That one that's in Is the- it always them? I thought they were a guest on someone else's. No, it's them and a third guy. Huh. And it's uh, it's it's that format. Um, that's it, that that they put in their own thread, in their own mm-hmm. feed or whatever. But if you subscribe to the hat, uh, decide separately. It's that episode plus another eleven episodes. Yeah, I, I subscribed to it, and then it was like a. I listened to like the first episode, and it wasn't them. I don't think. No, it was the, it was the the first episode was just John and the other guy, and Matt wasn't there. Oh, and then Matt's on all the rest. Yeah. Yeah, I do that. I've, I work by myself in a room that's completely silent. Okay. That's why I think I became so socially retarded. Because <laughs> I seriously sit by myself just in a quiet room for eight hours a day. Damn. Yeah, so uh, so anyway, that, that podcast, it's, that is the funniest podcast around, dude. I am just laughing my ass off all, all the way home. I'm just so fucking thrilled when that comes on. Yeah, I'll download it, because uh, I've been listening to, which I don't even really enjoy, fucking Howard Stern. Oh, yeah. I'm not, like, into it. I'm like, eh. Yeah, I, you know, I tried to listen to Howard Stern when he first came to, uh, what was it, 91X, back in the day. Yeah. 
and I I was like, man, I can I just get some uh, some Russ and Brian back? And I yeah, I, I don't know what that is, but I, I yeah, I just don't like to like <laughs> ah, show us your tits. It's like what? No, leave your tits inside and talk about something. Right. I mean, I appreciate tits, but it's on the radio. Yes, I understand that. Yeah, so it's kind of dumb. But yeah. um, anyway. Wait, 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 one more thing about Howard Stern that made me not want to listen to it, but I seriously listen to it because I don't, it's just like sound, you know, like someone else talking. I feel like I'm a fucking POW saying that, Mm -hmm. but but I remember I was in my friend's car and he was, he had satellite and was listening to it and he's like, it was Alanis Morissette talking about some form of poetry or something and he's like, she says something, then completely unrelated. He's like, so, you ever have anal sex? And I was like, what? It's Alanis Morissette talking about, like, <laughs> oh, God, it's terrible. <laughs> that yeah. point is terrible. Yeah, I agree. You know, and, and the thing is, you know, I, I enjoy, you know, some nut, nutty crap. You know, some people getting way off topic for, you know, for humor's sake. I mean, hell, I, you know, I listen to Nomad, right? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. We all listen to Nomad. So, so, so I can appreciate that sometimes. And, but, but Howard Stern is just not funny. Yeah. 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 We all agree Howard Stern, not funny. Panelologist, yes, funny. Okay, so uh, where were we going after that? Uh, we're going to podcast, Watchmen, uh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, Watchmen. So Dune. Yeah. Did you see Watchmen? I did see Watchmen with, speaking of the devil, Nomad. <laughs> oh. Wow. Which Nomad is fun to go with because he went with, like, Holic and stuff. And <laughs> the re- theater completely silent during rape scene. Mm-hmm. And Holic just bursts out laughing. Oh, great. So, and then I start laughing at Holic laughing at it because it was just so absurd. Like, there's not another voice, not another cough in the theater because rape. Yeah, and then he right. just laughs. So then I'm laughing at him, and then it's like our section is the one in the theater that's bursting into horrible laughter about rape. Great, we're those guys. And- yeah, I've I've only been to uh, been to the movies with Nomad once. I think we saw X Men Three, and uh, he he made me a new ringtone while we were sitting in the uh, uh, you know sitting waiting for it to start. Talking something about. Uh, Looking for bitches. Yes, bitches. Right. Bitches. Know. Yeah. Bitches. Or, or <laughs> anyway, hoes. I liked Watchmen. Okay, I liked so, it a lot. <laughs> so, so do you, do you have any negative, uh, any complaints? I legitimately don't have any serious complaints because I, like I said, I'm like we were talking about off the air about I don't hold the book in high regards. I don't. It, it's fine. It's not bad, but it's not. It's not as memorable and the best comic ever to me and and i was thinking about it and i know some people said they couldn't really follow it if it was just a movie but having read it and seen the movie like if if there's no comic attached and there's a little bit of backstory you just think it was a great movie you know it's not like it's bastardizing any of the story if you haven't like read it you know yeah and that's what it comes down to with me of like i, I don't care about the book i really it's it doesn't matter to me and I thought the movie was great. I thought it looked good. Nomad was complaining about how it looked and everything, which before I saw it, he saw it twice in 12 hours because he hated it so much. Because um, <laughs> uh, we were talking about how the co- that comic has the worst coloring in any comic ever. It, it is uh, avant-garde to say the least. It, but it's not 
over the top enough to be avant-garde. It's just bad. It's, I don't, it's just I a poorly it's, colored I comic. Say it's bad. I think it's just very minimalist. It's very uh, it's it's very yellow and light blue. It's yeah. It's very CMYK. <sighs> Point is, I don't like it. And he okay. said it was all colored like that, but I didn't even notice it in the movie. I didn't think the coloring was off. I didn't do anything. Uh, I thought it was good. I really did just think it was good. All right. Yeah, I, th- I thought the coloring was off. I uh, I definitely would have liked the original ending. Um, but uh, using the, I, I recognize that using the original ending would have uh, necessitated a, a longer movie, and it was already almost three, three hours. hours. Yeah. Yeah, so... Um, and that's the other thing, too. No one, no one wants to sit around over a movie unless it's three hours. Wait, you guys don't like Lord of the Rings. I do, but... Uh, I do. <laughs> oh, I thought you were hating on Lord of the Rings recently when I talked to you. No, dude. I, I, I went when, when, uh, when, the, when the third one came out. I went and, uh, and saw the... Um, I apologize for judging you in such a way. I was on the news dressed as a hobbit. Nice. Yeah, when the third yeah. one came out, I went. I, I went to see the all day thing where it was where it was all the the long ones all strewn together. Yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah. Anyway, my point was that any movies they have to be incredibly epic to be worth spending three hours watching it. And Watchmen was just a pretty good movie. You know, I wouldn't have wanted it any longer. They could have cut out maybe a little more. You know. Yeah. But you know, it was one of those things where it's like, okay, if you're gonna do it, I think. You know, if you're going to do it, you really got to do it. And you really got to do everything. Like, you know, I want I, I want uh, there to be a reason for Bubastis to be there. If he's mm-hmm. if he's if he just shows up with no explanation, what the fuck? Just just cut him out. Just cut the cat out. You don't need him. Um, I want uh, I want Ozymandias to not seem like a villain until the end. I want him being a, him being a villain. Uh, spoilers. Um, I want. I want him being a villain to be a secret until the end. I want, um, I want the squid. I want, I want Dan to be fat. I want, uh, you know, uh, although you know the one thing that I that I was just thrilled with was uh, Jackie Earl Haley's portrayal of uh, Rorschach. In fact, no, that that was brilliant. That was it good. It was just amazing. I mean. You know, whether it be, I, I heard some people complaining about the voiceovers. I thought they were awesome. I thought the no, they were great. Exactly. No, but like even your complaints, it's like it's it's not the book, it's the movie, you know. And that's I know I know those are like legitimate and stuff, but I, I heard a bunch of people complaining. Like, oh, this and that and that. I heard people complaining to me that read the fucking book in the last month. You know. I uh, know. I I haven't. I haven't read it. Uh, no, I I read it. I think three years ago once, and that was it. I read it about I, the, for the first time. No, I read it about eighty-nine for the first time, um, and then I've read it twice since, but not within the last couple of years. Yeah, probably it's probably been four years since I read it. I just recently rebought it, and uh, and Julia read it, and uh, and I got the uh, we got the motion comic to review for the site. Yeah. I- Got a couple of those and tried to, and never got around to watching it. Yeah, and I watched the first issue essentially, and I was like, "Man, I'm gonna fall asleep on this. This is so slow." And it was irritating because it's the same guy. I don't know if it if, if there's if it has to do with the rights to make a movie or something weird like that, but it's the the narrator is plays every 
uh, part. And so it's a, it's this guy. That's annoying since they're trying to make it immersing. Right. It's not immersive because when he starts uh, talking as the woman, uh, when he starts talking as Silk Spectre, you're like, are you kidding me? <laughs> are you fucking? I mean, you know, because there are yeah. some people, there are some men who can who can do a woman's voice. This guy cannot. He can he can d- d- do what. Uh, was he trying to do a woman's voice though? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he and he was differentiating <laughs> the other the other men's voices successfully. I want to feel your body next to mine. Right, <laughs> right. It's, and that's just about what it sounded like. It was horrible. It really took oh. me out of it. It's it's uh, I and Matt's doing the review, but uh, I'm if if I were doing the review, it would get a really poor grade. <laughs> good, good. I, I like to see poor grades on your site because it's rare. Uh, dude, I want to see you guys rip things apart. Dude, there's been we've ripped some shit lately. God, there's been a couple of things. Uh, some what? some some ancient Paul Newman movies. Um, <laughs> Damn. That uh, some of but, you know it's funny. Matt's dad. Here's a little trivia. Matt's dad went and reviewed the the last three of them. Mm-hmm. He ripped the shit out of them, but it was the most entertain some of the most entertaining reviews that I'd seen uh, recently. And then uh, Aaron Hatch did a couple of them and. Uh, Aaron is an excellent reviewer as well, and so he he really explains why. Uh, it really goes into de- detail why they suck. Why Paul <laughs> Newman d- didn't deserve to live. <laughs> it wasn't quite that bad, but yeah. it was pretty serious. Spe- wait, speaking of bad reviews, <laughs> Kelly pointed out to me the review in People magazine of Watchmen. Oh, no. And it was, first off, it was like, Watchmen, a comic book that was later adapted into a graphic novel. <laughs> that, that's how it started out. Oh, man. You know. Oh, sorry, sorry. It was Us Magazine. And, uh, <laughs> I wish people... and the story was, it was essentially, it told the story of a woman trying to decide, a woman, Silk Spectre too, trying to decide between her super-powered man or this other man that actually cared about her emotions. It was literally just described it as a love story. That's like, that's hilarious. it. Well, maybe to some people it is. And you know what? Hey, rock on. But that's that's really funny. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Um, it's, it's, let's just, let's just say, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, for the record, Watchmen, is not, and has never been a graphic novel. Let me say that again. Watchmen has never been a graphic novel. It is a motherfucking trade paperback. Yeah, let, let me Suck let me clear it. it up, and let me let me you clear up the, the difference here. What the hell? It's in a big book form. What's going on? Of course, it's a graphic novel, Kevin. Trade paperback is a collection of comic books that originally appeared in, appeared in individual issues. A graphic novel is something that never did appear in individual issues and was only available in its uh, large format. Thank you very much. It just bothers me when people use the wrong words. Like if you listen, well, it, it, like if what, you listen to those people... guys on uh, uh, Comic Geek Speak and they talk about individual issues as floppies, I just want to choke them. Here's the problem here. It's... The people that use the term graphic novel are the people that don't read comics and want to make it so it's not a comic. It's a it's a they have a visuals with this great piece of writing. That's right, what right. it is. Oh, it's, don't worry. It's, oh, I would never read a comic. But are you kidding? Novels are okay. Yeah, yeah. It's right. a graphical novelization of a piece of literature. Yeah. 
It's like Speak. those people who who will say, you know, you know, I would, I, I I would I would never, you know, I would never do drugs, but oh yeah, you know, I'll you know I'll roll some e with the girls. Yeah, yeah. I don't do drugs. I smoke weed. Okay. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. And speaking of uh, graphic novels, in the sense of just brilliant pieces of literature, okay. I just picked up uh, the 1984 Spider-Man and Power Pack that has the young Peter Parker being molested. Oh my god! I I have that. I do too. I'm framing it up and putting it up because it's so good. I just bought that because you have to own it. Of just Peter Parker and the old guy, and they're trying to. The old guy's like, "Look, Peter, let's imitate what they have in these dirty magazines here." And he's like, "I don't know." And then he goes, "But the boy was too scared to run away." And then he's like, "I tried to block out what happened that day." Dude, that was that was fucked up. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, and, and and wasn't it like a free giveaway, like with a newspaper yeah. or something? Yeah, dude, that was that's crazy. And it's also funny to think that that's the same year that, that came out as Secret Wars. Essentially, the pinnacle of comics turning from old style to now, you know, like that was like the transition, right? <laughs> At the same time as Spider Man, when someone's touching your genitals, you may want to tell someone, right? Just good tell. stuff. Yeah. Good stuff. Oh, anyway, man. Watchmen. I like how we go with the molestation. Right. So I was Watchmen. watching Heroes, and I noticed they had, uh, you know, in their comic store, they have some really old stuff up. And oh, really? Just, the comic a... store? Maybe I'm not that far yet. Oh, yeah. In the, in the comic store. Yeah. The, uh, there's a comic store chain in Heroes where no matter where they are, there's a whatever it's called comic store. Mm. And uh, in, in one of them, Seth Green is the proprietor. Um. And, Wait, uh, when is this? I'm on I'm on season three, episode like eight or something like that right now. Then you've, well, already, got... you've already seen the one with with Seth Green. Then it's huh. that's like episode three of season three. Um, no, I would have remembered that. I, I got distracted because I discovered Flight of the Concords. I've still not seen that. Uh yeah, it's real good. Yeah. Uh, and I got Netflix, so I just watched documentaries all day. I always thought that Fl- Flight of the Concords was a documentary about the, the airplane. Good, good. I swear to God. No, I make weird assumptions too. Um, so uh, yeah, Seth Green was a uh, you know was the clerk in the in in the comic store when they were in Texas, I think, and then back in California, Claire is now uh, starting to work for uh, the comic store. But uh, anyway, in one of them, I noticed they had Heroes for Hope up. Do you remember? Hero- You're too young for Heroes for Hope. Yeah, you when did that, that come out? <laughs> uh, eighty five or eighty six. I was born in '86. Oh yeah, so so yeah. it was uh, it was one of these things like USA for Africa, but it's comic books for Africa. All right. And so it was all. Were they for or against it? Uh, yeah, I think they were generally pro Africa, but it, it was um, Wakanda you know, mostly. Well, not not even. It was like it was um, it was mostly uh, X Men because you know X Men was was starting to get really hot and like Chris Claremont era. Right. And um it was kind of an anthology book that had the same theme where it was like, you know how in, in Marvel you've got despair, um, the uh the living embodiment of the emotion despair, right? Well <laughs> there was a uh there was another embodi- AIDS. embodiment. Well it wasn't it wasn't AIDS, it was uh it was hung a hunger or hungry or something like that. And uh, they they got uh, a that bunch just of, made me really sad, Samoa. 
I know. It was As I'm giggling. Right. It was um uh they they had a bunch of marquee names as far as the writers and the artists and you know they had Stephen King write a little section and they had you know this guy and that guy and this guy and that guy and they had Art Adams do the cover and they had um you know pretty much anybody you could think of and it was like a dollar 50 or something like that which was expensive for that day you know when comics yeah. were 75 cents but anyway, I saw that up there, and I saw the green-covered uh, Spider-Man number one, the Todd McFarlane Spider-Man. Yeah. And uh, that's all I had to say about that. That's awesome that they incorporate stupid little things like that. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I appreciate dumb crap. <laughs> yep. Oh, speaking of old comics and new comics mixing, did you read any uh, Astonishing Tales mm. that just came out? There's two of them in the last, I think, two months. I don't think so. I, I get... It's awesome. They brought back the old format of there's essentially four st- little stories per book, and some of them keep going, and some of them are just couple-page one-shots. Like but it's a, awesome. It just reminds me of back in the day. Like a, like a Marvel Comics Presents? Yeah, exactly. Okay, that's pretty cool. But good. <laughs> hey, let me phrase that. But some of it's good. There's, it's a bit hit and miss. Well, and that's that's what Marvel Comics Presents was because you know you had yeah. you had that uh, that Weapon X story, which was uh, that was a big deal. I, in retrospect, I'm not sure if it was good or not, but it was revealing of the character, so that was you know that was the thrill there. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> but uh, shoot, what else did I want to mention? Oh, uh, another cool thing that uh, Comics Online is going to be doing. Um, a few months ago, back in uh, back in August, actually, I I decided, you know what, I'm gonna try some of these things. I you know I was listening to uh, uh, Comic Geek Speak, and they talk about their their uh, how they get their their comics uh, delivered. Yeah. Um, and you know, get forty percent off on, and they've got a uh, their their company. I forget what the name of it is, and um, but and I went on the uh, the comic forums, which is their big dealie um, that there's a ton of podcasts on, and uh, was talking about uh, you know you know how to order through them and you know what the rules were and that sort of thing, and uh, and somebody PM'd me, and he said, hey, if you're gonna you know try them out, you should try this other place called Heroes Corner. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I used to be with the other place that that uh, Comic Geek Speak rec- recommends, but. Um, I found that Heroes Corner has better customer service um, overall, and I tried them, and I've been with them ever since. And they do have amazing customer service, which is which is seems kind of you know weird. It's almost uh, you know I've been uh, you know going to comic stores for you know my you know the last twenty years or better, mm-hmm. and uh, you know and they are you know almost as good as walking into a comic store. You know you can email these guys. And they will reply to you really fast. I mean, sometimes in just a couple of minutes, but but generally within, uh, you know, if it's in, during the workday, it's usually within at least two or three hours at at the latest. It seems like to me. In my that experience. makes me happy, and I don't think I agree as much with you on the uh, on the cool customer service at comic stores. I feel like comic stores have become the stereotypical indie record store because there's so few of them left. Yeah. Or it is really elitist, you know? Yeah, I suppose that's that's true. I, I, and even like my favorite ones with like the best selection and stuff, I feel like it's a lot of like, ugh. Like like God forbid I pick up Deadpool, you know? Right. Now did you but, go did you go to uh to, to Comic City back in the day when we all went there? Never even knew it existed. I uh, where was it even? Uh Mission Gorge. 
Yeah, I went to Galactic Comics, and which was it was just terrible and still NLB, exists. Yeah, yeah, obviously it's terrible since they their new releases section is like one shelf. They, I don't even know how they keep anything in stock, but they did have, which was like the first book I got so deep into of uh, they had preacher all the time. Oh, that's cool. And and then, but anyway, and then I went to uh, fucking comics and stuff, which when they had one in Point Loma. Uh huh. And that that's all I went to. I remember I remember going there all the time and having my mom uh, pay for my uh, milk and cheese comics and stuff. That's funny. Yeah. Um. So anyway, where was I going with that? Oh yeah, so um, uh, so here's corner. Um, they're out of Indiana. If you don't live in Indiana, you're not paying sales tax. Plus, most comics, <clears throat> which is, yeah, I haven't seen. I, I I really haven't run into any that aren't forty percent or better off. Really? Yeah. So you got so they're forty percent off. There's no tax. And uh, if you want them shipped monthly, it's five bucks. If you want them shipped, uh. Uh, every two weeks, it's ten bucks, and if you want them shipped uh, every week, it's twenty bucks. Wait, and so with shipping and whatnot, you're you're essentially paying what two fifty a comic? What do you mean? That's how much you're eventually paying for them, like per book. Yeah, yeah. that yeah. is not bad. That you should you and, just and, tell them that you're gonna plug them forever because that's fucking. I like when stuff is legitimately good nowadays. Yeah, yeah, and oh, and get this: free bags and boards. Do they, do they put the books in there for you? They put the books in there for you. That is just... I and, like them. And they'll put a little... You you have a choice. A little note to you? Oh, no, no. Well, that's true. Actually, they will. Um, but they'll put a little a little sticker um, that to seal, to seal the bag, or you can choose to have them not put the sticker. It's up to you. Wait, that's seriously... That's... Our economy's fucked. We can all deal with that. But the yeah. fact that customer supports really what matters now like if you actually have a business that you're like into it that's awesome to me that they actually care right right and so and the reason i bring them up today is because um the uh, uh one of the owners uh emailed me and said hey you know i noticed you have a you know a, a comic website and whatnot and and we'd like to invite you to uh to to have picks of the month and so uh, Comics Online is going to have three picks of the month every month, and they're going to be featured, and they're going to have a steeper discount um, than... Uh, I, I believe that's how it works. I could be wrong. Fucking A! They're gonna have, those, <laughs> those books are going to have a slightly steeper discount than others, and that's, uh, and that's how they roll there at, at Heroes Corner. So, you know, by all means, uh, check them out. Uh, you know, support your local comic store because there are far too few left. Um, but, uh, but if you do buy a lot of comics like me, by all means, you know, save, save some money, dude, save some, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to actually check that out. Like, I'm not kidding. Like, you know, I believe in only doing things illegally. (laughs) I know you do, but that like things like that make me happy. (laughs) I know me too. And so, uh, yeah, I was pretty thrilled about that. Oh, by the way, like uh, a week and a half, two weeks ago, I was drunk and reading new Avengers, right? Which is probably I think that's the recommended way. If you listen, if you read, yeah, that's uh, what Bendis says. He prefaces it by saying like, <laughs> "There was a breakout at the raft, which brought together these unlikely heroes." Right. Right. And then he says, "By the way, get really drunk, dude. It'll be cool. <laughs> All the cool kids will think you're awesome." But anyway, I'm uh, so another beer for this. Yeah. So so I was shaving, right? <laughs> and I called my girlfriend. I was like, "Look at me!" And I had the giant Wolverine chops because I had a beard. Uh huh. Yeah, they've been on me for two weeks now. 
is just how I look now. I, with the ridiculously comical Wolverine chops. I see you've got um in your in your picture on Skype, you've got a you've got Wolverine chops. That was just the beginning. Oh nice. Yeah. I I've got my first uh, in like normally during well, lately over the past 3 years I during the winter I've had a beard. Just That's yeah, good stuff. Cuz you know, hey, why not? Yeah. Um, you know, and because Especially where you live somewhere where it's cold. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's that's my excuse. And and long hair. I've just let it grow out over the winter and then, you know, I just got it chopped off and then I I started shaving shaving my beard, you know, with the clippers and then I was like, you know, I think I'm going to try out a little uh uh, a little goatee this time, and so now I'm now I'm rocking the goatee. But how do you tell if it's you or evil you? You don't. That's the thing. <laughs> oh I, shit! It's straight up mirror mirror, dude. <laughs> you you can go to court clean shaven and get away with hitting your son. Right. <laughs> look, look, it wasn't me. It was the one. <laughs> dude, look at me. Would a clean shaven guy like this hit someone? <laughs> no, no. It's only the goateed guys that that do evil things, and especially especially if I'm not wearing a sash. I think yeah, I need to start wearing a sash. <laughs> Let him know what's boss. Yeah, Cruz boss, whatever. Oh, you like my shirt in that picture too? All right, the the red Punisher shirt. No, it's bright pink, like neon pink. Why is it? Which pink? is hilarious because Frank Castle would kill me if he saw me wearing that. Now, is is this something that you had made from the at the? No, I bought it for uh, four bucks. Um, we were waiting for the movie. I bought it in the clearance section of Hot Topic for four bucks. Dude, I love the clearance section of Hot Topic. They have great deals with Marvel and stuff. I was about to say I'm rocking a Marvel shirt. I'm rocking, rocking an Infinity Gauntlet shirt, which is so ugly in 90s. Wow, that's horrible. Yeah. Is it, yeah. Is it like uh, straight up Ron Lim? <laughs> I don't even know who that is. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even read people's names. It's so pitiful. No, the front of it has Thanos on it, right? Mm-hmm. And he's, he's holding... The Infinity Gauntlet, and he says, "Come and get me." In the back, that's like everyone just like a giant burst shot of everyone in the Marvel universe at the time. Oh, that's funny. It's ugly. So, are are you reading any of the um, uh, anything any, good? No, any, just Marvel. Any? Yeah. Are you reading any of the uh, the cosmic comics like Nova and, and? I I I like Nova, but it's like, uh, do I want to read them? And then who are those assholes that live on the moon? Gar- oh, the yeah. The Inhumans, or the, yeah, they're gonna read those assholes. They're gonna read learn about trees. Then there's Marvel. It's, it's I don't even want to deal with all of it, dude. And you don't even buy your comics. No, no, I buy a couple. Oh. I get one that I don't read because <laughs> it's so bad. The new Cable. Oh god. <laughs> I, I don't. Yeah, I don't even read it. I don't even. I get all my comics delivered to my parents' house because I've moved a couple times. Yeah. So like, <laughs> my mom calls me up. She's like. Hey, uh, you have a comic book here. And I was like, open it up. Oh, it's Cable. Yeah, I'll see you in a couple weeks, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> then she's like, oh, it's Captain America. I'm like, fuck yeah, I'll be there in a second. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's funny. So that's- uh, so what part of town do your parents live in? They live in OB. Oh, okay. But like the hills of OB. The o- OB hills? No, no, just up a little bit. Not like nice, nice area. Oh, okay. Right on. My dad's a roofer. That's awesome. My dad used to be a framer. <laughs> really? Yeah. They could kick, tell stories about their Mexican co-workers. Right. Right. Yeah. My, yeah. My dad used to be a framer, and then he was like a foreman, and then he, uh, then the bottom fell out of the industry in the in the eighties, and he decided to go to school, and he became a chiropractor. Oh, so he does nothing for a living. 
Well, he does oh. now because he's. Dead. I listen to a lot of Penn and Teller. Oh, you 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 dropped in on my on my punchline. No, no, he's dead now. Oh, yeah. I got that. Okay. I wanted to go past it because I felt really bad. Okay. <laughs> good. Good. Uh well, yeah, you know, he, and you know, it was rough about the Captain America death. It, he, I was really hoping you weren't going. Okay, the Captain America died the same week as my dad. Oh my God! Which one was worse? Well, I mean, you know, you got to say your own dad, but you know, Captain America just, just, you know. Was, I mean, was, I know, I know, you have little, to say that, but off the little, record, was a little cherry on top. Well, that wow, that's it's one of those things. That, oh my god, I'm so sorry. I know I'm not sorry about the Captain America thing, but I'm just that somehow makes it more recent and realistic, you know? Right. That right. sucks. It was like fucking Joe Casada and Ed Brubaker. Thanks a lot. Can couldn't you have waited? <laughs> Anyway, I Joe Casada a letter about why you're so depressed <laughs> because of him. <laughs> then you go around losing weight. Yeah, I don't know how that was tied in. It's just crazy. He's lost so much weight. Oh, Joe Casada, I thought you meant me. Yeah, no, no, I don't know if you were fat. No, no, but in 2005 I was. I didn't know it, but I had I had gained 30 pounds, and then I. This- have- this part needs to get cut out too, by the way. Yeah, they're talking about your, your weight issue. And then I dropped from one paint size to two below. And then <laughs> and then my son came around and I don't know, I just didn't have time. So I was, I was just eating more like fast food and stuff, just not thinking about it. <laughs> it's the greatest podcast of all time. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, then I, then I lost some weight and then there was, uh, and, and then I uh, no longer had health problems. Uh-uh. So, so good. Yeah. Um, until the cancer came. We need to cut this oh. part out. Um, yeah, yeah. It's terrible. <laughs> this is terrible. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay, so... So Watchmen uh, was good, but it wasn't as good as Wally. That's my main review. I, You know, I'm going to go along with that. I have a feeling that we're going to talk about Watchmen next time we have the uh, the whole crew on. Because um, Nomad's got some shit to say. No, he's always got some shit to say. That's a given. That's that, yeah, yeah. And but, also Chelsea, you know, the, uh, the, yeah. the anti-Nomad. Yeah, because I don't, like, I just don't hold it dear. I don't care about it, you know? Like, if it was, like, if it was a trans-metropolitan movie, like, that's probably my favorite run by far, you know? Mm-hmm. I'd be like, oh, my God, like, and then there's other ones, like, you know they're making a Why the Last Man movie? That seems unmakeable as well. But if they split it into three movies or something like that, it doesn't seem like it. Because there was quite like a bit of fillery shit. three movies, they would be dull. I don't, but but it's it seems like they could make that though. Honestly, here's the thing: they make it they make it a uh, like a I don't know sixteen to twenty four episode uh, series on like HBO or Showtime. Oh, by the way, wait, are you recording right now? Because that's something that's legitimately good to talk about. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Just released on Crackle is a new free web series. Mm-hmm. Starring Zoe Bell from uh, Death Proof. Mm-hmm. And it's written by Ed Brubaker. And it's just a free ongoing web series that's, that's uh, yeah, so it's legitimately kind of well made, poorly acted. It has like a Ted Raimi in it and stuff. Mm-hmm. But point is, that's what everything should go to artistically, which is good people making stuff for the sake of making awesome stuff. That is awesome. And, and it makes me really happy, but it is pretty bad. Hey, but I'm going to keep watching it to support it. We should ask Ed Brubaker. What, hey, hey, Ed, what do you think? 
and here's where I'll insert the Ed Brubaker thing. Um, so, uh, do you, do, do you ever, uh, watch the, um, the Felicia Day series, um, the, the, her web series? I don't even know who that is. Uh, Felicia Day, red-haired girl, she's from, uh, uh, that, that Joss Whedon joint, the, his internet thing. Yeah, I don't follow any Joss Whedon, I didn't ever watch Buffy a single episode, I didn't watch Dollhouse. I don't watch. Uh, well, Doll, eh. Doll, Dollhouse is a little meh, but it, it seems it all. I don't know if it is or isn't, but it's always rubbed off on me as a uh, as here's uh, geek stuff for girls. Well, you know what though, Buffy and Angel and and Firefly were really awesome. Uh, this this latest one, um, uh, I hope it's good. I but it's I did a just really sl- I did, slow starter. I'll tell you that. I thought it. I think it might get canceled. I was about to say that it's funny that I say that when I have three feet away from me the entire collection of the new series of uh, My Little Ponies. All of them. What? <laughs> My girlfriend has them. Then we have a giant shelf of a uh, Snow White and Captain America together. That's cuddling. Awesome. So, and, uh, so wait, did I tell you about the artwork I commissioned really quick? Yeah, please. I commissioned artwork of. Uh, a picture. I'm gonna get it printed on a nice, like canvas of Captain America doing Snow White. <laughs> it's the most. It cost me twenty bucks just searching on Deviant Art, but it's the greatest thing ever to me. And you commissioned this. And yeah, yeah I had is, someone make it specifically for me. That is awesome. Because my girlfriend's obsessed with Snow White and I'm obsessed with Captain America, and it's just him nailing her. Nice. That's. God bless America. God bless America. Yeah, Snow White. All right, Joss Whedon and that girl's uh, web series. Oh, right, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Felicia Day. She, oh, well, she's she's a big Twitterer, you know. To to bring it back around to our original conversation, which I that think was off air. Oh yeah, that was off air. Sorry, <laughs> we were yeah. talking about Twitter earlier. Um, yeah, she's a big Twitterer and um, and big geek, you know, big gaming nerd. Um, and uh, anyway, so she's got a web series, uh, the the Guild, it's called, and. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, anyway, so I, I just wanted to know if you'd seen it. I've still not seen it. I'm lame, I know. No. Oh, well, I just like it because I know I always, it seems like I'm just being an asshole that likes to download stuff, but I really do like people's passion projects and what they do that they will do out of their own pocket and care about and give away for free because they believe in it so much. Right. And that like kind of makes art actually into more personal and inspired and actually people caring about stuff. I completely agree. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, good times. Good times. So, uh, so what else do we have to talk about? What? Um, so, so regarding TV, what uh, what are you watching these days? I don't want to sound like too North Park since I just moved here, but I actually don't have a TV. <laughs> oh, man. But uh, I I just got Netflix finally because they have all the streaming stuff, and my computer is what I watch everything on anyway. Mm-hmm. So I've been watching Fly to the Concords, then slowly Heroes. Uh, and a bunch of documentaries. Actually, we just watched all of an A&E show called Airline. Mm-hmm. That was just, they put cameras in an airline terminal and followed Southwest people around. Which is awesome because it sucks to go in an airport and everything's always screwed up and everyone's always mad. But when you're just watching, it's so entertaining. And uh, <clears throat> Kelly's been a flight attendant for three different airlines. Uh-huh. So it's like it speaks to her heart and stuff, but it, it's such an awesome thing. But yeah, I've been not watching that much. 
we like I said, I'm, after this, I'm gonna go watch a, or rewatch Forgetting Sarah Marshall, oh, and man. then that's um, it. Yeah. yeah, haven't seen that one. Yeah, I I like all the uh, all the stuff from all the people that started out in Freaks and Geeks because that's like my favorite show ever. All right. So yeah, did you ever watch all that? No, I and I've meant to. I meant to borrow the the DVDs from Matt, but you know, with with as many things as I review, it seems like I don't. Yeah. I don't have a whole lot of time to to watch anything other than the things I'm reviewing yeah. or uh, current TV. That's <laughs> you know. So no, Freaks and Geeks, seriously, I think is the best written show ever. Uh, Kelly got me the scripts. Like, there's two books of all the scripts for. Uh, uh, for Christmas and stuff, but it's so well written and so good. And it's where Seth Rogen started out on, and uh, what's his name, Green Goblin, and uh, everyone else. Oh, uh, Franco. Yeah, James Franco and the guy from Forgetting Sarah Marshall. And who's the guy that does it all, Kelly? Judd Apatow. That's what he started out on. All oh, right. Yeah, so it's all those people, and it's like where they got to start. But it's such a well written show and so good. So I don't know. Point is, uh. Yeah, that's why I'm watching that movie. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Yeah, good times. Yeah, so uh, so coming up on Comics Online, we've got a few things. Oh, something that I wanted to mention because this is probably not going to get in on the uh, on the review. Like you know how there's that new movie with The Rock. No. Okay. Maybe what is it? What, isn't it like Return to Witch Mountain? It's it's Race to Witch Mountain. Like there's okay, the, sorry, the, the, yeah, there was the first one in in 1975, which was was called Escape to Witch Mountain. Yeah. Then there was the uh, the Return from Witch Mountain, uh, which sorry. was 1978 ish. Um, and then there's this new one. Well, the uh, the first one uh, was was written by a guy called uh, Bob Young, uh, Robert Malcolm Young. Um, who was uh, one of my customers? One of my—it's actually, you know—and I'm lame apparently, and so my only friends come from my customers. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I, I used to go, and uh, you know, just kind of had this word of mouth business where I would go uh, and and help people out with their computers. You know, whether it be you know just uh, cleaning things up, you know, getting rid of viruses or whatever, or or training. And this guy, you know, he's an old guy. He was eighty something. Um, and hopefully he still is. Um, probably ninety. Well, yeah. He well, he's probably still in his eighties if he's still around. And that's the thing; I can't find him. He he wrote. Uh, the point is, he he wrote the screenplay for uh, for the first movie for Escape to Witch Mountain. And I can't find the guy. I call his old number. There's there's some young sounding woman answering and saying, "Oh, I've had this number for twenty years." And I'm like, "Bullshit! You've had this number for twenty years. This is Bob's <laughs> number." Yeah. And so I, it might be his daughter. So and maybe she's just like you know I don't know this guy fuck off, um, but uh, anyway. So I was you know I wanted to get a, an interview for the uh, for my review, and uh, I can't find the guy. So hopefully he's still around. He's uh, he's a good guy. One of my one of my favorite customers ever. And uh, anyway, so coming coming up soon, we're gonna do uh, reviews of both of those. Uh, we've got more huh. Disney stuff as well. We've got Pinocchio. We've got Bolt. And we've got the re-release of, um, uh, what's it called? Lilo and Stitch. They've got a... Never saw that. Yeah, you know, I only recently saw it, and it's actually fairly decent. I I, kind of dismissed it when I first saw it. I thought that it was kind of one of these second-tier sort of movies, but it's actually, you know, it's pretty cool. You uh, can tell which ones are are worth watching, because, like, we go to Disneyland all the time, (laughs) so it's... 
so it's whatever ones still get characters within you know four years past the movie coming out like that's the test of time yeah because there's a lot of shit they just brush under the rug but lilo and stitch you still see around yeah and then um uh oh and then yeah and like i say bolt uh we uh we went and talked to the uh the people who did the uh the game it's miley no no yeah, no we didn't <laughs> we've suddenly become the soup thank you yeah yeah good job good job yeah um uh, we we went and spoke with the with the developers or at least the marketers for uh, for the game that that came out uh, back at Comic Con two thousand eight, and so that was on the um, uh, season nine episode one. Uh, if you want to go back and listen to that, anyone, um, if you're interested in in a bolt game. But anyway, we're gonna go and review that. And Matt's got a ton of stuff. Uh, Brennan and Michelle have a few things. Carl, do you feel stuff. bad giving like a bad review to someone you've talked to personally? Um, or is it just part of the game? You know what? It's I'm not. I'm not going to automatically assume Bolt the game is bad. Oh, but well, I'm going to automatically assume Bolt the game is bad. You know what? I I don't think it was bad at all. I think it was uh, a very it's pretty simplistic and meant for kids. But you know, it's one of those things like a Mario type game. It's very much a, a Mario type type game, but not necessarily as you know culturally significant. Because because. Because one time I was really sick, and then then I played Chicken Little Ace in Action all day. Right, right. It's something like that. Yeah. I don't uh, want to live. <laughs> uh, so anyway, so that's that's those are some of the things we've got coming up. Oh, and we're, we've got uh, we've got a couple we've got some indie stuff coming up. Um, uh, special is being released on DVD. Finally, we, we've already we went and did an interview with Michael Rappaport. Uh, who's the star of Special, as well as the uh, writer-directors of the movie. And um, it's finally being released to disc, and so we're going to review that. Um, uh, also, a couple of other indie things, something that's been been hitting the, the circuit recently, which is uh, um, not really a genre thing at all, um, but a really uh, happy little um, uh, romantic comedy along the lines of something like Love Actually. Have you ever watched Love, a- Love Actually? Yeah. Okay, anyway. Um, kind of like the New York version of that, the, the indie New York version of, of Love Actually, and of course the people involved with it are going to be like, you are an asshole for saying such a thing. Or they might be, uh, you know... Flattered. Flattered. Um, but uh, we've got uh, we've got that coming up, um, as well as uh, something from the same director, uh, which is a, a really ultra-indie horror film called Dismal. Um, and Carl's doing the review on that. Um, and hopefully we can get Gary King, who is the director of both, uh, as, uh, as a guest on the podcast. I was thinking, you know what, we should probably just get Gary on the phone because, uh, you know. You should just start calling people and not letting them know they're a guest. Right, right. Just do it on, uh, yeah, but then you have to pay on Skype. I don't know how much it costs, but it can't be cheap. No, no, it, it is cheap. Is it? That's, that's the thing, yeah. Oh, well, maybe I'll start doing that. Just be like, hey, what's up? Tell me about yeah. your movie. Um, <laughs> so, what do you... Yeah, just start interviewing him and ask him ridiculous questions. Right. Um, yeah, I wish I'd have done that when I had Michael Rappaport on the phone. So, so I'm trying to interview the... I'm trying to interview the guy, and my only question... Because it was kind of a last-minute thing. Originally, Matt was going to do it, but then all of a sudden, he's like, Ah, my work is killing me. I can't get away. You have to do it. And so I, I pull over off the side of the road, 
I go to a, uh, a Panera Bread where where I know there's internet connection, and so I uh, you know I pull over and, and try to pull up some stuff so I can talk to him about it. And you know most of the questions I, I'm wanting to ask him about you know talking about comic book type things, and he's just completely not a comic guy. You know he's just an actor. You know, yeah. He, I mean, he's he was more. He's like, uh, you know, I was more into sports as a kid. Like, I'm not a fag. Ooh, basically, what he a said, fag. Basically, said I'm not a fag like you. <laughs> he gave you that? No, no, he didn't. I mean, did he? No. Did he ever use the term? Use the word pussy followed by faggot? <laughs> no. Just but, anything along the lines of I'm more into pussy faggot. Right. I, I don't I, read comic books like a pussy faggot. I, I think that was just the tone of his voice, but um, yeah. But in any case, he's uh, you know he's a funny actor, you know from uh, My Name Is Earl and all that. You may recall what? him. I miss getting some stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That, from War at Home. Yeah, yeah. He's the main guy. Right, right. Yeah. Um. What a and, bully. Right, right. Um, I finally watched. Uh, Recently, we we put up um, uh, the the French Connection and the French Connection Two, and you know mm-hmm. uh, the 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 French Connection. Everybody talks about when they when they do a uh, a chase scene. They're like, "Oh, this is like French Connection." And I'm like, "I I don't remember." That. I mean, I knew I'd seen it as a kid, and I you know after watching it, I'm like, "Oh yeah, I've seen this." Yeah. But I I just was completely not thrilled with the movie. I watched the second one, not having known that I had ever seen it before, but I'd had. I'd had some weird nightmares as a child. Based on the movie? Based on uh, The French Connection 2, where he's like, uh, he, he's been um, uh, turned into a, uh, he, he's been addicted to, to heroin. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then this crazy English woman comes in and she's got all these, she's got this, this gnarly, um, uh, these gnarly joint swelling. And mm-hmm. she's just all fucked up and is trying to steal stuff from him. I had a dream where my grandmother was like that as a child. And I was just like, I was horrified. And it was one of these dreams that you never should have brought back to the waking world with you. Yeah, but, and it stuck with you forever. And it stuck with me forever. And apparently it came from this movie. Um, because there were some other things. Anyway, you know, my grandmother's an old Eng- English lady, by the way, which, you know, that's, that's how the... Uh, how that works together, but anyway, that one I thought was way better, and the first one uh, got a bunch of Academy Awards. Um, huh. Yeah, wacky. And then uh, what else? Uh, we've done. Uh, I just did uh, Zach and Mary. Um, have you watched that? Oh, yeah, Zach and yeah, Mary I saw it in the theater. I, I was m- more excited for like it was good. But it was just like a good normal comedy. You know what I'm saying? Like it wasn't like, oh, this is a Kevin Smith movie that I'm going to watch, you know, a dozen times and laugh at and memorize and stuff. It was just like, this is a good modern comedy. Right, right. Yeah, it seemed it seemed to be a departure. It seemed more of a, uh, a Judd Apatow film. Yeah, it didn't have the lasting power of like right. like a Clerks or anything, obviously, or Dogma or whatever. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, I, was, I was expecting more out of it, which which if it was just like, oh, here's Seth Rogen's new movie, I would have probably liked it a lot more, you know? Mm-hmm. And I usually go into everything expecting it to be terrible. But that, I was like, ah, new Kevin Smith, that would probably be good. No, Seth Rogen's funny, but it was like, eh, it was good. It was, it was good. That's how it was, you know? Right, 
so so going, good. I'm probably never going to watch it again. So going into Watchmen, you had no expectations. Well, it's a comic movie. <laughs> so that's my expectation on every comic movie. I think that was my problem. I think I went into the movie with just too high of ex- expectations where nothing could actually meet them. And it see, was, that's the problem with all. Yeah, yeah, it's not, yeah. Whatever. It wasn't. That, it's not that great of a book. Uh, it's good book, but like. Yeah, it's still, no matter what they do, it's not going to stop it from being just a comic movie. Right. Ah, so anyway. Um, yeah. So that's, that, that's pretty much that. Um, we've got some, some video on the way of some exclusive interviews with uh, uh, the people from Fox's new comedy called Sit Down, Shut Up. Have you heard about that? Nope. Yeah, Matt uh, went and talked with Henry Winkler and uh, who else? Hey, hey. <laughs> and uh, Keenan Thompson and uh, a couple of the guys that were um, from Arrested Development. Um, yeah, yeah, are are doing this uh, doing this new comedy and uh, yeah, sit down, shut up, and and. So anyway, so Matt's got some exclusive interview video. Can you imagine in the 90s when, like, Mr. Show was on and Keenan and Kel (laughs) and somehow having David Cross eventually be related to Keenan? If someone told you that, you'd be like, what the fuck? (laughs) What are you talking about? Yeah, you know, I didn't didn't watch TV in the 90s. Ooh. It's weird. You went to grunge. I didn't watch, I guess. I didn't watch TV. I didn't. Uh, I didn't read a whole lot of comics. So I, you know, it was like Sandman and Preacher. Everything else, fuck off. Huh. Uh, yeah, it's weird. Um. Oh, and, by the way, I want them to make a Sandman movie. Oh, dude, that's I want it. To, I want a Sandman movie starring Nick Cage, just to bother people. Oh, dude, that would bother everyone. That would be my dream. Yeah, Sandman is even less makeable than uh, than Watchmen. No, it's going to be great. I'm going to write the screenplay. It's going to be an action comedy buddy flick. <laughs> Sandman and who? Who's who's the buddy? Uh, well, since we were just talking about him, Kel. Kel is coming back in <laughs> acting from Keenan and Kel. Nice. It's Death and Kel. Oh, it's Death and Kel, and then Sandman just shows up sometimes. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, what do you think it's going to star the main character? Are you kidding? No, that's, that's crazy talk. Yeah. Yeah. And it'll be called the Sandman, Master of Dreams. And you're like, what? <laughs> I'm going to make just ruin every comic that anyone's ever liked. Yeah. Well, you know, and a lot of these long-running comics, you know, would do well, I think, in, in, a, uh, in a cable series. You know, you yeah, can- Preacher got bought up by HBO at one point. Right, and so, well, yeah, where is it? I'd like to see it. Oh, well. The rights are already up again. They're talking about a movie now because it's just so fucking such a task to do. Yeah, well, you know, doing it as a movie is, is a failure waiting to happen. You know? I, I want someone to just ruin something I love completely. <laughs> I want, like, have The Invisibles starring... <laughs> I got nothing. Have, have you watched the X-Men films? Oh, oh, oh wait, oh, sorry. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, but X Men have ruined themselves so many times too. Oh, good point. Good point. It's not like it's not like it's some sort of sacred thing to people, you know. Like Sandman, you know, it was an ongoing thing that people loved and cared about through the entire. Eh, I guess it's still going on in weird formats, though, huh? Um. Yeah. Sometimes I like that. There's a no. There's one that came out this week. Yeah, but it's it's a re, it's like a re 
Oh, you know, yeah, they're putting out uh, Trans Metro this week too. As what? Just reissuing it with new covers. In individual comics? No, 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 just trades. Oh, okay, well, that's cool. Yeah, I, yeah. Uh, I, I should pick one up. Actually, I, I have never ever read it. Trans Metropolitan. I know. I should like it more than Preacher. Wow. Yeah, which is saying a lot because I fucking love Preacher. Yeah, that's like I have the Spider Jerusalem action. Yeah, definitely, definitely pick that up. Seriously, couldn't suggest it more. And it's a. Uh, are you familiar with like uh, Hunter Thompson's work? Not really. Not like his like wacky drug work. Like his legitimate serious work is like uh, it parallels a lot of the election between uh, Nixon and whoever he's running against in '72. Like that's what a lot of trans metropolitans about. But somehow in the future. Weird. Yeah, but it's very, very good. Seriously, best run ever. It's all about like, like artistic stuff and like the freedom of press and seeking the truth and people being stupid. It's just very good, very, very good. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'll have to check it out. Yeah, I picked up. Um, I you know I picked up a few trades lately. Like I got uh, I got House of Mystery, uh, the first trade of that, and I was very happy with that. Um, I didn't know it was coming out, and so I. Um, you know, I got like I got the first one, and then by the time I don't know what it's. It's um, it's kind of a weird sort of. It's a series with a plot, but then it's also an anthology. Um, because each like there are characters that that are that will tell a story, in the yeah. middle of, in the middle of each uh, issue, and so they tell a story, and that's like a separate writer and artist. Um, huh. Yeah, and so it's kind of cool, you know, but it's got an ongoing plot. Um, but it's trying to be kind of a, a semi EC type of uh, story. Uh, you Do you know, like EC? Yeah. And so, um, yeah, we. The, so, so that came out of. So Sandman birthed. Um, what was it called? The Dreaming. And The Dreaming basically eventually birthed this uh, House of Mysteries uh, series. Um so yeah, I, you know, I got the first one, and then I was thinking, hmm, I never saw the second one, and then all of a sudden, like, it was like issue six, and I'm like, what the fuck, I guess I'm going to get this in trades. Um, huh. Yeah. Uh, so I got that, and I got uh, Young Liars, which was a little bit... I think I'm just not indie enough for for Young Liars. It's like, okay, it was good, but it wasn't that good. It was like... Wait, so, can live if you stand up right now and put your arms over your head? How much your midriff will show? How much will my midriff show? Yeah, that's how you can tell if you're indie enough for it. Uh, yeah, it it might. Forget it. No, no, no shirt too tight jokes. No, I, no, yeah. I'm missing it. What are you What are you saying? It's it's all about being indie, so your shirt doesn't fit. So you can tell how indie you are. <laughs> forget it. Just forget it. Uh, Man, apparently I, I'm not indie enough to know that joke. Yeah. You, uh, yeah. you lived in North Park longer than me. That's true. I lived a hell of a lot of places there. Um, so yeah, I, I, I read uh, I read that and then uh, I got um, what else did I get? some other trade recently. But, um, but anyway. Um, yeah. Anyway, seriously, read Transmetropolitan because I never suggest anyone reads anything mm-hmm. because every time anyone suggests things to me, I'm just like, shut up. <laughs> but that that is seriously the best book ever to me. Right on. It's good stuff. I'll have to check it out. Yeah, well, good I, gu- I guess Nomad never showed up. No, he's drunk. 
that's probably not all that likely. Yeah, no, no, it's almost, I'd say 100%. <laughs> oh, okay. All right, I'm going to go watch Forgetting Sarah Marshall. I'm, I'll be surprised if you cut this into a 20-minute thing after two hours. Oh, I know. All right, well, uh, thanks for joining me this time, Dune. Kendrick has Yeah, glad asleep. we could finally meet up on this. Yeah, and hopefully we can get everybody together next time. Uh, well. Uh, I'll talk to you next Thursday. All right, for Comics Online and Dune Murderous, I'm Kevin Ghostwan. And uh, this is Comics Online. Disclaimer. The views and opinions expressed by the participants in this podcast, especially Nomad, are those of each participant themselves and do not necessarily represent those of Comics Online, any other participants, or any employers, past, present, or future of any participant, or anyone else in the world, living or dead. If you would have thought otherwise without hearing this disclaimer, maybe you're a stupid fucking retard and should probably stop punching yourself in the face only long enough to immediately and permanently log off the internet, delete all podcasts of any kind from all of your equipment, and never ever attempt to view, read or listen to grown-up talk involving sarcasm for any reason ever again, okay? Or maybe you're instead one of the other 99%. Our smart and good-looking fans who appreciate foul language and biting sarcasm as well as everything geek pop culture, even when it's delivered by a robotic voice like mine. If you have comments, questions, or suggestions for the Comics Online podcasters, we invite you to post in our forums at comicsonline.com or visit us on MySpace or Facebook, or you can simply email us at podcast at comicsonline.com. Peace out word to your mother box. And he cried with a loud voice, as when a lion roareth. And when he cried, seven thunders uttered their voice. Converting earthy language into thrust. As you kneel before Azawa, Legend of Zelda's turned to dust. Podcasting from the future like your time was dead and gone. And we rock the best site like ComicsOnline.com. Level 12 cybernetics, vibranium power acts. You communicate with snail mail while we wireless adapt. We are more than easy eyes, we descend to blow your spot. You're a copy of better tech like your name was GoBots. You hoping for iTunes, but little noob, you in the danger zone. We're all the best leaders like Sepinter on his throne. Written by Stan the Man, don't you ever try to serve thee. New guys of this book like we were drawn by Jack Kirby. Hunger like Sinistar, consumer culture, then Galactus. Final Fantasy domination with our super geeky tactics. From the days of Marconi to Buffalo Loud and Best in City. You can hear us on every radio, Soviet and Vice City. From leaping tall builders to going off like Gamma Bombs. Switch your internet browser to comicsonline.com.